Some of you are going to find this a bit incredulous, but here's something that federal, state, and local governments all tell us to do that we should actually listen to. Eat more fruits and vegetables. You've heard about the health benefits of increasing plant-based nutrients into your diet, but how can you easily consume all the fruits and veggies needed? Well, it's easy. By adding Grown American Superfood and Essential Vitamins Plus Immunity into your meals. Grown American Superfood and Essential Vitamins Plus Immunity is a power blend that has 31 fruits and vegetables in every scoop. Organic vegetables, super greens, super fruits, and super sprouts. It is fortified with essential vitamins plus an immunity boost. And right now, you can get a free two-week supply of Grown American Superfood and Essential Vitamins Plus Immunity by just paying $8.95 for the shipping and handling. And not only that, you'll also get a free frother to quickly whip up your healthy and nutritious grown American drink. Go to grownamericansuperfood.com forward slash John and order today. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Bite and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at bite.com. Bite Clear Liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is the John Fugelsang Podcast. I got to begin the show today by talking about the issue, and I think it's going to be the issue that animates our summer, that drives the midterms this year. Uh, we were going to try to talk about a lot of other issues, and we will, but it's still all about what the Supreme Court is about to do to Roe v. Wade and what we know they're about to do. Guys, 72 countries, including France and Germany, uh, allow for abortion, usually at 12 weeks. Um, in the past 18 months, we've seen Colombia, Argentina, and Mexico, which have always been very conservative Catholic countries, decriminalizing abortion. After waves of protests and women's rights groups campaigning, uh, Colombia actually now has a, uh, a, a limit at 24 weeks of pregnancy. Abortion rights exist in Canada, Israel, the UK, Australia, Denmark, Sweden, Finland, the Republic of Ireland, and many, many more. Now, there's about 24 countries in the world where abortion is completely illegal, including uh, Malta and Andorra, if you're in Europe, El Salvador and Honduras in Central America, if you're in Africa, Egypt and Senegal, the Philippines, Laos and Asia. About 90 million women of reproductive age are living right now in countries that completely forgive, uh, pro prohibit abortion. That's about 5% of all the women in the world. I mean, El Salvador had their laws come into play in 1998 after uh, really hardcore campaigning from right-wing sections of the Catholic Church. And there it's illegal, and women have been found guilty of aggravated homicide, even in cases of miscarriage. Mm. You can just hear Alito getting excited. This last March, thousands of Salvadoran women marched to demand that this ban be eased to allow abortions, at, at least in cases of rape or when the fetus isn't viable, or if the woman's life is at risk. You can look for protests like that right here very soon. Right now, more than 50 countries and regions permit abortions only when the woman's health is at risk. That's Libya, Iran, Indonesia, Venezuela, Nigeria. Keep that in mind, that uh, Iran and Libya are to the left of some of our states. In Brazil, abortion is illegal except in cases of rape or risks to the life of the mother. And then there's the USA, or as I call it, the DTA, the Divided Tribes of America. If we decide to, well, when I say we, <laughs> I mean a minority of us, because it was a minority of us that elected Presidents Bush and Trump. And Presidents Bush and Trump appointed four of the justices who would do this, maybe five. Um, the only countries that have rolled back abortion rights in the last 28 years are El Salvador, Nicaragua, and Poland. That's the club we would join. Now, it has become a competition among Republican politicians to show who 
can be harsher to women? Who can be more extreme? I mean, we already have 22 states that have anti-abortion laws that are going to kick in the hour that Roe v. Wade is banned. Alabama, Arizona, Arkansas, Georgia, Idaho, Iowa, Kentucky, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Missouri, North Dakota, Ohio, Oklahoma, South Carolina, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, West Virginia, Wisconsin, and Wyoming. Nine of these states have pro-Roe abortion restrictions still on the books. Thirteen have the trigger ban. That's tied to as soon as Roe's overturned. And five of those states have laws passed after Roe that restrict nearly all abortions. Here's um, some of the pushback that we've been enjoying this week. And guys, you got to remember, as awful as this leaked ruling is, it's very important to stop and smell the blowback. Here's Senator Kirsten Gillibrand, among several women in the Senate today, reacting to this draft majority opinion from the Supreme Court. I would like to speak to America's men for one minute. Imagine you do not have authority over your own body for 10 months. Imagine if that decision-making would not be taken away even if you would die in childbirth, even if you couldn't decide who you were having children with, even if you couldn't decide when you were having that child. I don't think a man in America could actually imagine not having control of his body, his bodily functions, what happens to him, and what life would be like for 10 months. Senator Maisie Hirono of Hawaii spoke, and she says that while she knew the GOP generally aren't big fans of women, she had no idea how far they'd be willing to go. You know, I am just gobsmacked. I hardly know where to begin. But fundamentally, Republicans don't give a rip about women. They are more angry, incensed, and whatever words, oh, outrage by the leak than they are by the fact that women of this country are going to wake up one morning and realize they no longer control their own bodies. I share the sentiments of my colleagues standing here and all the people out there who are outraged by what the Supreme Court, well, the, the radical right-wing justices on the Supreme Court are about to do. So I ask the question, is there anything we can do to men that even comes close to forcing a woman to have a baby? I tweeted that out, and there are all kinds of really interesting reactions. Go to that tweet, and you'll find out what's happening out there. But the damage that is being done to women in this country shows Republicans don't give a rip about us. Yeah, you can mandate every man in America gets a vasectomy at age 15. And it can be reversible when they're ready to have a child. But men will never allow that. Because why should the government have power over what I do with my body? Right now, it's really becoming a competition among Republican legislators to show who can be more harsh and more extreme. I, I think this country is turning into a reality show, coat hanger idol. Okay, how about Texas? Here's Texas. They've got a six-week abortion ban. It permits citizens to sue anyone who helps a woman obtain an abortion. You can sue the doctor who performed the procedure. You can sue the person who drove the woman to the clinic. Where's the provision for citizens to sue men who impregnate women, men who rape women, sue a man who lies about wearing a condom, sue a man who promises that he had the condom on, sue a man who promises he pulls out and didn't mean it? Nothing. Over here, let's say hello to Florida. They've got a 15-week abortion restriction going into effect in July, and their law makes no exceptions for cases of rape or incest. So rapists, now's the chance to pick the mother of your own child, and I hope that you'll name the child Ron DeSantis. The woman will probably disagree, but, you know, she doesn't have much say to begin with. How about Idaho? Idaho, we don't talk enough about. They've got a law prohibiting traveling out of state. For an abortion. 65% of people in Idaho don't want to see Roe v. Wade repealed, and yet they're trying to pass a law that would allow the family of a rapist to sue doctors who perform abortions. If you're the uncle or aunt or cousin of a rapist, and that rapist impregnates a woman, and that woman decides to terminate the pregnancy, you can sue her. 
and you can sue the doctor who does it. Oh, you like that? How about Missouri? Over there, they were weighing legislation early this year that would also allow individuals to sue anybody who helps a patient leave the state for an abortion. That's right. Oh, yeah. Oh, you think you're going to leave our state and go to a more progressive state to terminate a pregnancy you don't want? Fuck you. We're going to let if someone drives you across country, if someone drives you across state lines because you can't drive yourself after a procedure. Guess what? You can sue the driver. That law was blocked in the legislature, but their new law is going to ban abortion even for ectopic pregnancies that will kill women. And they have a trigger law that's going to ban IUDs. Oh, yeah. Their trigger law outlaws all abortions, not even an exception for rape or incest. You go, Missouri. But what about Oklahoma? Their governor signed a six-week abortion ban into law, the Oklahoma Heartbeat. It bans abortions after cardiac activity around six weeks before many women even know they're pregnant. And you guessed it, no exceptions for rape, no exceptions for incest. That's right. If your dad rapes you, you're going to give birth to your sibling child. The state will force you to do it. What about Mississippi? They've got a ban on abortion starting just before viability. So for the court to uphold that law, they have to overturn not just Roe v. Wade, but also Casey. And that's what Alito wants to do. 70% of the abortions in Mississippi are for women of color because Mississippi is the poorest state out of all 50. How many Caucasian families in Mississippi are lining up to adopt black babies? Hmm? But today, oh, we just got a brand new entry into Coat Hanger Idol, brothers and sisters. Louisiana, a state I love so deeply. Louisiana lawmakers have advanced a bill out of committee just last night that would make having an abortion. Are you ready? Are you ready? This is new. They're really going for the gold. You're going to Hollywood, dog. Having an abortion would be grounds to be charged with homicide. Both the woman... And the practitioner. This goes so far beyond any other state-level punishments for abortion. And and this will take effect whether the Supreme Court overturns Roe v. Wade or not. It allows prosecutors to criminally charge patients. And their actually supporters are citing the draft agreement this week. This passed through committee on a 7-2 vote. And again, this doesn't just focus on punishing abortion providers. I mean, this will also let you punish anyone who helps facilitate the procedure. Here's some sample language from Louisiana, uh, Bill 388. Any person who knowingly performs or induces an abortion in violation of this section commits the crime of performing a criminal abortion and shall be imprisoned at hard labor for not less than one nor more than five years, fined not less than 5000 nor more than $50,000 or both. Right now, police vehicles and heavy trucks are blocking access to the Supreme Court building yesterday. They are securing the perimeter after protests. And you should expect a lot more protests. And I pray these protests don't go violent, because if there's one thing right-wingers love more than restricting women's rights, it's playing victim. John Roberts, however, is on the case. Uh, he said this is a Supreme Court leaker who is one bad apple. That's, that's his take. He called the leak... Of Alito's opinion, backing the end of Roe v. Wade, absolutely appalling. Not the ruling that it got leaked. He said the people or persons who were behind this are foolish if they thought it would affect the court's process or what the ruling's going to be. He has commented a couple times on this. He said, to the extent that this betrayal of the confidences of the court was intended to undermine the integrity of our operations, it will not succeed. He was very upset and promised the leaker will be identified. And they will, by the way. And I can't wait to know who did it. You know why? Not so we can find out if it was a conservative. Not so we can find out if it was a liberal. I want to know who the leaker is because then the GOP can't clutch their pearls over this anymore. Their outrage over the leak is the greatest misdirect we've seen. This draft that Alito wrote, it calls the landmark case of 1973 egregiously wrong from the start. Deeply rooted in history. That's the phrase he uses. It's not deeply rooted in history. More or less, he's saying anyone whose rights didn't exist, any rights that didn't exist at the founding of our nation, shouldn't really be counted as rights. They're original intent constitutionalists. And by the way, if they were original intent constitutionalists, if they were truly originalists, Amy Coney Barrett was resigned from the court right now. 
because women were not there for the writing of the Constitution. They couldn't run for office. They couldn't vote. And Clarence Thomas, if he was an originalist, well, he'd be three-fifths of a judge at best. But think about this. One leak from the, from, from the Supreme Court, and John Roberts is there to call out the cops. But a sitting justice's wife is literally plotting to overthrow the government and not a peep. Here's Senator Tammy Baldwin talking about what's going to happen in her state of Wisconsin once this decision passes. In my home state of Wisconsin, if Roe is overturned, a 19th century state law would go back into effect that bans Wisconsin doctors from performing abortions. Wisconsin lawmakers passed that law in 1849. Yes, more than 170 years ago. And just one year after Wisconsin became a state. So what's going to happen? Democrats have slim majorities in both chambers, right? they got a president in the White House who supports abortion rights. They have the majority of Americans on their side. And they can't do anything to pass a federal law. You're going to hear everyone say, codify Roe, codify Roe. They can't. And you know why? A little Senate rule that requires 60 votes to pass most legislation. Something else that doesn't appear in the Constitution, the filibuster. It is very rare for parties to have 60 senators on anything, and Democrats only have 50. In the Senate, Republicans will stop Democrats from codifying abortion rights. They already did so with the bill the Democrats voted on in February. So we can stop saying that word right now. Democrats could get rid of the filibuster with just a majority vote. And Bernie Sanders has already called for Democrats to do that. And Bernie probably knows that's never going to happen because of you-know-who, the most loathed celebrity couple, Manchinema. Manchin and Cinema, who explicitly said this week they are against changing the filibuster even to protect abortion rights. Manchin said the filibuster is the only protection we have in democracy. And, and, and Cinema called the filibuster more important now than ever. Also, Manchin is one of the Democrats in Congress who does not support women's reproductive rights. Cinema says she does. Cinema doesn't. So what do we do? Number one, vote, goddammit, vote. I don't care if you're disappointed in the Democrats. That's all you got. Vote. Number two, Joe Biden needs to threaten to pack the courts. He should nominate four women right now. It probably won't work, but let's see some fight. Let's put Republicans on the defense for the first time in my life. Number three, codifying Roe, it's not going to pass the Senate. But guys, that tiny majority you worked so hard to achieve will allow the Democrats to at least bring this bill to the floor and then let it fail so we can hold everyone who votes against it accountable, including you-know-who and you-know-who who won't kill the filibuster. Yes, do it. Make them vote. Make everyone vote on it and show where they stand. Um, number four, Abortion pills. We've got to talk about it. They've, the use of abortion pills has been rising and rising and rising since, they've been, since they were first approved 22 years ago. Um, and now uh, the drug they approved back in 2000, um, mif Mifpristione, I'm so sorry if I'm saying it wrong, that's the main drug they use in medication abortions. More than half of all terminations of pregnancy now are done by pills, not surgery. And the FDA last year, because you showed up and elected Joe Biden, the FDA lifted the requirement that women pick up abortion pills in person. Now you can get them by mail. The next battle will be over this. And finally, number five, guys, just make a lot of noise. Make a lot of noise. Here's Steve Ducey asking Jen Psaki about all these protests that are going to be springing up after this disgusting legal argument. He doesn't care if they're protesting outside the Supreme Court or outside someone's private residence. I, I don't have an official U.S. government position on where people protest. I want it, we, we want it, of course, to be peaceful. And certainly the president would want people's uh, privacy to be respected. But I think we shouldn't lose the point here. The reason people are protesting is because women across the country are worried about their fundamental rights that have been law for 50 years, their rights to make choices about their own bodies and their own health care are at risk. That's why people are protesting. They're unhappy. They're scared. The president's position. Thanks, Ducey. Look, guys, Roe v. Wade was passed in 73. Women weren't allowed, allowed to get a credit card in their own name until a year later. You know what this history is about. This, they're trying to criminalize women. They're trying to criminalize women's health. If you were a 15-year-old girl, would you be allowed to adopt a child? No. 
You're too young to adopt a child. We can't allow you to take that kind of financial burden on of adopting it. How can a 15-year-old girl adopt a child and raise it? But we will force her to give birth to one. So many women that are looking for abortions are poor. And they're desperate to try to find a way out. And these guys want to turn those women into criminals. And these guys call themselves Christian. And by the way, what's going to happen in these states when a woman has a miscarriage? I mean, any jackass wants to can accuse her of causing her own abortion. And then they can try to put her in prison. Welcome to the new Salem witch trials. Here's what to remember. In battleground races in the Senate, ending Roe v. Wade is a loser for Republicans. Two points in Georgia. Two points in North Carolina. 10% in Ohio. 13% in Wisconsin. Pennsylvania, Arizona, Florida, Colorado, Nevada, New Hampshire. All of these states have more people supporting Roe v. Wade than who support end it. So get out there and fight. Let the Republicans know what they stepped in. Stop and smell the backfire. Let me get to a call before we hit a break. You guys are beautiful. It's going to be a great show. Rachel in L.A. Hey, yes, we must fight till the these nut jobs are out of our bodies, yep. <laughs> out of our pants, out of our lives. Yes. Um, I mean, <laughs> it's like they're the party of Putin and violence and um, taking away our rights and lying. Yeah. And we got to make as much noise, like you're saying, as possible about it. Yeah, I'm with and, you. Um, um, also, I just wanted to say your hair is much. How do you feel? Like your hair looks so cute. You look so cute. Oh yeah, yeah. I cut, I cut, I cut like half of it all off. I didn't cut all of it did off, but it? I, I. Did you cut it yourself? No, I didn't cut it myself. I got this super cool Japanese dude with long rock star hair cuts my hair sometimes. Okay. He would he okay. he wouldn't cut it for two years. He refused to cut really? it, and then finally I went in there. I said, "Look, I have mange. You have to cut it." He cut five um, inches I, off, but as, he cut only five inches off. But as you know, every man has their own way of measuring five inches. I thought the dinner was really good, too. Like, I thought it was really important for how good yeah. it was, both Me serious too. and com- comedically. And Biden was I, fabulous. I agree. Biden killed it. I went in there very, very cynical. But uh, by the end of it, I was totally inspired. And uh, hopefully my PCR test will tell me I was totally safe. Rachel, thank you for the call. we got to take a quick break. We'll be right back with Corey Brettschneider and your calls. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Professor Corey Brettschneider is the author of the essential book, The Oath in the Office, A Guide to the Constitution for Future Presidents. Also, check out his Penguin Liberty series on free speech, his book on impeachment, and his book on Ruth Bader Ginsburg's most notable cases. He uses his powers to class up the lives and the brains of students in the poli-sci department at Brown University. We're always honored to have Professor Corey join us. Welcome. Thanks, John. Looking forward to the conversation. Huge day today, of course. A huge day all week since Monday. We were back in our studio, Corey, for the first time in 781 days and got this news about 15 minutes before we went on the air. Um, I want to go deep on the actual document. Alito is very hung up on originalism. If they were originalists, wouldn't Amy Coney Barrett have to resign immediately from the court? And wouldn't Clarence Thomas have to resign or at least just be three-fifths of a judge? I mean, what kind of regressive bullshit is this? Yeah. <laughs> I love just, that. Let's, let's just jump, jump right, right into it, shall we? Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, you know, it's 
it, 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 the method here is, is everything in understanding what, what this is about. And it really is about sort of eviscerating all of the ideas and values of the Constitution with this, I mean, I'll just be blunt about it too, kind of pretend idea that you should read the Constitution as it was originally understood at the time that it was enacted. And it leads Alito, you know, I think there are good and bad versions of this, and but he, he's just got the worst. Because he seems to be saying, literally, because abortion is not mentioned uh, uh, as, as a protected right, that it isn't included within liberty. And then he proceeds to eviscerate, really, the, the idea that you would find a theme in the Constitution, the basis for the right to privacy, is that not just in one place in the word liberty in the 14th Amendment, but throughout the document, it's about government really leaving us alone when it comes to our personal affairs. Now, he wants to say in the in the opinion, abortion is different. I'm going to leave all of these other rights of privacy aside. So just to be specific, the right of privacy is announced in a case called Griswold versus Connecticut about the right to use contraception with your spouse. It's extended to non-married couples, and then it's extended to abortion and Roe versus Wade and also to gay rights. And, and that's a fundamental idea here, too, to, to people to have consensual sex, striking down laws, banning so-called sodomy. Um, yep. and, and he says, well, I'm just talking about abortion, not all of this stuff, but I don't see that there's any way to read this opinion and the radicalness with which he would strip away all of the, the meaning of the idea and values of liberty without really getting rid of all of those things, too. I think that they rise or fall together, and this is a real assault on our Constitution, I guess, is how I, I see it, see this opinion. I mean, it you know, he's really going hard, Corey, for this notion that if it's not in the original text of the Constitution, it is not an enshrined right. I mean, his language is really quite specific about this. And I think that's what I found the most chilling. This is why you're hearing, yep. you know, that like like you're hearing people from from uh, I mean, that 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 you know, engorged tick Ben Shapiro talking about how Ogrefell, which I can never pronounce right, uh, you know, mm. gay marriage is going to go. I mean, he's saying this is right. proof that Ogrefell can go. I mean, what does he mean right. when he says deeply rooted in history, that that abortion rights are not deeply rooted in history? That's pretty scary to anyone who's fond, fond of rights that we got in the 20th century. Yeah, and I, you know, you started by talking about the rights of women, and I think that's another area that, that I haven't seen enough discussion of. If you really want to be narrow about it, the 14th Amendment did include uh, rights of women, but the idea was the value of equality, of course, applies to all sorts, sorts of instances in which people are treated arbitrarily. And Ruth Bader Ginsburg pioneered that argument that said, of course, there's an analogy when it comes to discrimination based on sex. And uh, But on his logic, I, I think it's clear, no, you couldn't really get to that kind of protection. So yes, you know, all of our rights really are on the table, except for very few. And I think the idea, just to go back to your point about tradition, they think certain parental rights, for instance, are embedded in the, in the, in the, in the long history of America. And he focuses so much on the 18th century understanding of abortion. Some people say it's bad history. You know, he thinks it's good history, but the idea that we would determine the abortion question by based on, you know, what the punishments were, were for abortion in, in, in the 1700s, I think is absurd. The whole modern idea of a constitution is that we have rights based around a, a general idea of a right to privacy and liberty. And, you know, that's where we've gotten these developments over um, five, you know, decades about uh, more than five decades. If you start with the uh, right to contraception and really in one Leaked yeah. opinion is wiping them all away. So, so I, I want to ask you seriously, Professor. What are the implications here? I mean, this decision threatens privacy, right? I mean, it threatens gay rights. Mm -hmm. You mentioned contraception. Like, what do you mm -hmm. think are the realistic implications? And are there any areas where you think our friends on the left are maybe worrying a little too much? I mean, conceivably. They could use this as precedent to take away interracial marriage, but I don't see them doing that. What, what do you think are the reasonable fears we should be having? Yeah, I think that, you know, there's such a consensus in the country about rights of interracial marriage. I don't see them undoing Brown versus Board of Education. There are certain cases that even conservatives agree about. But I would say the 
the cases that really come after Roe that are based on, on the same logic as Roe and before it, in that case, Griswold versus Connecticut on the right of privacy, they're all in danger. And, um, you know, those are cases that include uh, gay rights, certainly the whole jurisprudence of gay rights. I know that Alito has repeatedly said he thinks is made up in exactly the same way. I think he, he's suggesting that abortion rights are made up. Um, and uh, the right of contraception itself is older than the right of abortion. Uh, and I think that's also something that I could see him uh, going after. Um, and yes, gay marriage as well. I think that he thinks that this is a truly abhorrent Supreme Court decision that involves reading in to the document things that just weren't there. And so I could see him taking that away as well. Now, there's a whole other series of areas, too, the separation of church and state or the ban, as the Constitution says, on an established religion. That doesn't exactly come out of this directly, but it's similar because what he's really doing is allowing religious reasoning to creep into the court's decision making. Uh, and, and so a, a kind of idea, long held idea that we, we don't make laws based on religion. We don't allow for the explicit endorsement of religion. I I'd see him as even wiping that away. And then if you really want to get radical, this is an instance in which people are going to say, I'm the alarmist. But I see that there's a route from this decision to which would in the immediate aftermath mean that the states decide. But I think that if you really read this opinion closely, there's a much more radical idea in there. And that's, as he says, the 18th century idea that abortion is murder. He says that. Now, if abortion is murder, that means the fetus is a person, and to discriminate between born and unborn persons, follow me here for a second, would be a violation of equal protection of the law. And so laws that made it murder, to murder a born person but not an unborn person, would be um, unconstitutional. We would, in other words, have to have a court-imposed national ban on abortion in order to guarantee the equal equality of unborn and born persons. That might sound like a jump. Germany did something very similar. Yeah. And I think that we might see it here, too. Not next year, not in two years. But when I think about the long-term plan, 10 years, Gorsuch, Alito, that wing of the court, uh, they, they are up to stuff that I think is quite radical here. And the Republican politicians are terrified. And you can tell they're terrified because this is the big victory they've worked for for 42 years And they don't want to celebrate. They're just clutching their pearls over a leak because they know, Corey, how deeply unpopular this bill is. Yes. I mean, the leak story, the idea that, okay, I mean, maybe that's a problem, but it's nothing like the problem of stripping the basic rights of the American people. And so it is just a, you know, terrible ploy that you're seeing on Fox News to focus on the leak rather than destruction of these rights. I should say, too, the American people are not with the court. They, by and large, favor abortion rights. And so, of course, they need to deflect when they've done something that's going to hurt them in the midterms. And I think that's what you're seeing them do. Yeah, it's just crazy. So, I mean, I want to ask you about this. I mean, what's even more worrying is, is this, as you pointed out, this, this it points to the path for a nationwide ban on abortion. And you mentioned this imposed by the court and you had a great piece about this um, in the New York times a couple of years back called Gorsuch abortion, the concept of personhood, but really wouldn't that be just as hard for the GOP to pass as it would be for Democrats to codify Roe v. Wade. I mean, they'd have to either have 60 votes that want to criminalize the procedure or they'd have to get rid of the filibuster, which I don't see them doing. Yeah, I I don't think this would be done ever through national legislation passed by Congress. But what I'm suggesting is, you know, the way that the Supreme Court works is you need five votes to um, basically strike down law to make policy in many instances. That's what you just saw them do. You saw them eviscerate this long held right. So I think if they said that there is this constitutional right of the fetus, that they could basically rewrite or strike down until they're forced them to be rewritten uh, laws against murder, unless they included within their definition unborn persons. Or another way they could do it is just rereading those laws. So you wouldn't need Congress to do anything. I'm just suggesting that there might be five votes with, led by 
an opinion by Justice Gorsuch, maybe by then Chief Justice Gorsuch, that would say there's this national <laughs> of the fetus yeah, to life. And that happened in Germany. It's not that it's a totally far-fetched idea. The other thing, as I say in that piece, is this isn't just any idea. It's an idea that's championed by um, Justice Gorsuch is unique among basically all Supreme, not just like, I mean, by all Supreme Court justices is unique because he has a Ph.D., in philosophy, he has it from Oxford, and his mentor champions that idea. It's one of the things he's most known for, John Finnis, that there, there is a constitutional right of the fetus to life that has to be protected by the Supreme Court. And I think Gorsuch believes that, too. And I think reading Alito, it seems like he might believe it. So that's two votes. Justice Thomas, three. Kavanaugh, you know, blows in the wind. Who knows? <laughs> the idea that we'll count on him for anything is impossible. And Justice Barrett. So I, I think you might have the five five votes eventually, uh, even among current members of the court. I mean, what should what should concerned citizens do when they hear their uncle racist or their aunt dead inside, say, over the dinner table? There is no right to privacy in the Constitution. I think we you know, I, I hope that happens. I hope that Americans really begin to discuss that issue, because we have to find a way to think about the Constitution that isn't this extremely narrow idea that we read these words individually, like liberty, the way we imagine it would be read in the 18th century. You don't have to be a historian to read the Constitution. Our greatest interpreters have been citizens with common sense who read words like equal protection and stood up for them uh, based on the values and that's what the Constitution is about, values, not about some obscure history. Frederick Douglass says if you read the first words of the Constitution, it says, we the people, not we the white people. Right on. And I'd say the same thing about liberty, that you know, what liberty is is an idea, a concept. And, of course, it includes m- more than uh, just you know, parental rights. It includes the right to be left alone by government when it's trying to uh, tell you what to do with things that are yours. And the most obvious to me is to do with your own body. Corey, uh, Susan Collins is pretending to be very offended right now uh, over <laughs> Brett Kavanaugh lying to her. Now, um, Kavanaugh lied about a lot of things in his confirmation hearing. He lied about Judge Pickering. Uh, he lied about the drinking age in Maryland in 1982. Uh, he lied about boofing. He lied about Renata alumnus. <laughs> but um, is it fair to say that he lied about his position on uh, on on Roe v. Wade? I mean, he called it settled law, and that's sort of the code talk they all use. But, uh, you know, it seems like it's a lot of legalese. We were talking about this on the show last night. It, it seems like he was in trying to obscure what he was really saying. But technically, was it true? Uh, you know, if you re- I was, as I say in a piece that I had, you know, watching him do this and just urging senators to break through the, the bullshit, frankly, uh, is he, he did a, a careful thing that he'll turn to, to to deny that he ever lied. And that's that he said that Roe versus Wade is settled, a settled precedent of the Supreme Court. Now, that sounds like, okay, you can't do anything about it. It's settled. We're going to leave it alone. All he was doing is saying that courts have recognized factually over time that this is a precedent of the Supreme Court and that it's an important one. And it's one that people have thought isn't going to be overturned. Does that mean that he respects it or that he won't overturn it? He'll say, no, I never said that. (laughs) So it's like, you know, a kid with his fingers crossed while he lies or, um, you know, something somebody... Well, it reminds me of yeah. the Clinton. Depends what the meaning of definition sex. of is is. Yeah, the but definition I mean, as, of is is. <laughs> as you wrote and, in the New York uh, Times, four, you wrote this play. in the New York Times four years ago. I'm, I'm quoting your words: Supreme Court justices have more authority to overturn precedent than lower court justices. So senators should not presume Kavanaugh will, will maintain a commitment to Roe if he is confirmed to the Supreme Court. Senators must clearly understand whether Judge Kavanaugh believes Roe contains faulty reasoning that would give him license to vote to overturn it. Corey, you called it back in 2018. Sucks to be right, John. In this case, it really does. I mean, but you can, I, as I was watching that, watching him play these games, I thought this is exactly what he's doing. He's just you know, giving factual assessments of what's happened, of what courts have said. And he's not identifying the uniqueness, the power of a Supreme Court justice, which is why I was so up in arms even before 
the terrible um, uh, revelations about what he had done um, uh, in terms of his 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 life, his views alone, and and the way that he was misrepresenting them and lying to the American public about what a Supreme Court justice does, as opposed yeah. to a lower court judge, that you know, lying, misleading, whatever you want to call it, it was obvious to me then, and yeah, it, it does suck to be right. What a time, Corey, to think that an accused rapist, appointed by an accused rapist, could allow future rapists to pick the unwilling mothers of their own children. It's a sad moment, you know, for the court, for, uh, you know, American history. But, you know, I don't want to exaggerate either. The Supreme Court's often been on the wrong side of history. It's done some things as bad as this is that are far worse. Dred Scott denying personhood to African-Americans throughout the country. Um, Korematsu upholding the roundup of Japanese-Americans. Plessy versus Ferguson, separate but equal. Uh, Case after case, the Supreme Court has been on the wrong side of history. It's done evil. It's set us back, and it's been up to citizens, you know, to fight back and to to find ways of doing that. And that's something we've got to really start doing now, first of all, by passing immediately uh, congressional right uh, to uh, congressionally endorsed, codified uh, Roe right to abortion. Which and won't happen, which, 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 which won't happen because of the filibuster. And it won't That's happen right. because unless, they can't get unless, rid of the filibuster because of you know who and you know who. Right, right. And I think that we've just got to, as Democrats, frankly, put as much pressure on those two to get rid of the filibuster when it comes to our basic rights. That seems to me an imperative for Congress that, you know, courts aren't dropping the ball, to say the least. They're doing the opposite of what they should be doing. Right the Supreme on. Court has acted in an appalling way. Congress can protect our rights. It's up to them. They're obligated to do it under the Constitution, and they need to do it. Amen. Corey, what's the best way for our listeners to follow you? Uh, CoreyBrettSchneider.com and uh, on Twitter at BrettSchneiderC. Right on, Corey. Thank you so much for joining us. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Let me go if I... This is a fun night tonight. Y'all are on fire and I am here for it. Uh, humana, humana, humana. Let me say hello to Brandon in L.A. because you've been on hold for so long, Brandon. Thank you. Brandon, hello. How are you? Hi. I'm very good. How are you? I like Trucker Steve. I like you. I like your views on music. Thank you. I like it all. Right on. You're not too bad yourself. Well, thank you so much. Good start. So here's, here's my point of view. And... I believe this phrase, if we care about babies, we should care about babies. I'm a pro-life, moderate Democrat. If we care about babies, we should care about babies. Women who choose to have a baby should have the ability to have paid family medical leave, substantial enough to care for their family and the baby. They should not have to worry about that part of their life. Correct. Um, Pregnancy should should be free. Pregnancy should be free. You know, that's that's a good way to say it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and and we should educate, especially young people, 
you know, on contraception, birth control. These things should be free. These things should be open. These things should be wildly talked about to educate people before they have a consequence of of heterosexual sex outside of marriage. Right on. I think we should have sex ed. I think we should have free birth control for everyone. That's, no, I'm saying that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Right on. It's a, so we're, the, it's a love fest so far. The, yes. Okay. So the part where I part with pro-choice as a, as a pro-life Democrat is that pro-choice, where does pro-choice end? Where does your choice end to have this baby? What does that question mean? So you're, pro-choice means I can choose whether or not to have this baby. When pro-choice means pro-choice means women's reproductive freedoms, where a woman can choose whether or not she wants to carry a pregnancy to term. Yes. So when does that choice end? I would say for most of us would say the third trimester. For many of us, it would end in the second trimester. Okay. When the what but the common the common standard is viability, right? If a baby could survive outside the body, then you can't terminate. Okay. Why is that the determining factor of choice? That's what a bunch of men decided 50 years ago. But what do you, what do you and I think? What do you think? You, I, I, and I, and you can you want to know what I think? I think you, my opinion doesn't matter a damn. I think it's between a woman, her doctor, and God, and what I think should never factor into it. So you have an opinion, but you're not going to say it because you're a man. Uh, no, I'll say, I mean, I'm against third trimester abortions unless uh, there's uh, the life of the baby, uh, the fetus is uh, is going to be terribly, terribly damaged or unless the life of the mother's at stake. I don't know anyone I'll, who's in I'll, favor. I'll say my, I'll say my opinion. Third, elective third trimester abortions. I don't know anyone who favors elective third trimester abortions. I'll Go give ahead, my Chris. opinion okay. on it. I, I think before that before you do, before you give okay. your opinion, I want to hear it, but I'll just say I'll, let's let's go ahead and agree. Rape, incest, protect the life of the mother. Absolutely. Okay. Th- those things are, yeah, not discussing those. Okay. So what? So your, you so you so you support I, you support a woman's right to terminate a pregnancy in some cases. In in rape, incest, and to protect the life of the mother. Absolutely. But not po- not not poverty. The state okay, should force the, the state should the state should the state should be able to. Gentleman, I don't know his name. Okay, his name's Chris, and he's uh, not a gentleman. He's not a gentleman, hey, sir. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, this is where I differ with John or probably a lot of people on this because I'm kind of an absolutist on this. I think that if you're going to be pro-choice, then you, that you have to be pro-choice in all scenarios. So the, am I. I just the, 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 right, the right opinion. to the right the, the right to bodily okay. autonomy and uh, the right to bodily autonomy and abortion and the right to choice. Uh, that doesn't mean that every choice has to be a wise and good choice. And if some girl okay. wants to get an abortion just because she doesn't want to be a mom. Then that's her choice. It People doesn't have who, to be. Okay. So it doesn't have with, to be with, rape and incest with, with, and medically extenuating circumstances. You with respect, in, you have yeah, to be Brandon, in for the whole thing. Brandon, with respect, people who will never have to make that choice should not be allowed to make that choice for someone else. Go ahead. Okay. So you, you said pro pro choice based on say your say it one more time, Chris. Say, say this one more time. One All right. Time. I'm pro-choice, and I don't think you should put. I don't think it's smart for Democrats to put qualifications on that. Yeah, you may you you may not like the choice being made, but that's the choice, and that's you know. So John says. John says he's. he doesn't support a third trimester abortion. No, no, no. That's you not what I said. That's that not, choice. excuse me. No, no, no. That's not what I said. I support women getting to make this choice between them and their doctor and God. My personal feeling, not a fan of third okay. trimester, but my personal feeling and opinion does not matter. Okay. Would you support the choice of a woman? Honest question. Seriously, guys. Honest, honest question. Would you support the choice of a woman to terminate her baby after the baby is born? No. How come that's not what legal? Poverty, has, poverty hasn't changed. Poverty has not changed because I because I don't believe that because I don't because believe that a murder. fetus is a is a human. I think and no that one that's wants what, to. That's do why that. I'm pro-abortion. Nobody wants to do that. Okay, so can I can I? No, I'm going to ask you a viewers? question. Do you? I'm going to ask you now. Please answer my question with respect. Yes. Should the state have the power to force women in poverty to bear children they cannot afford to raise? So, I, coercive I, birth, coercive birth okay, by the I'll, state. I'll answer your question. So you're asking the legality of a question right now, right? Well, I'm asking the morality and, of it too. 
the morality of it is, I, I believe, a life is a life. Okay, so the morality of it, I think if I care about a baby, I care about a baby. So the morality, I'm, I'm not at the legality. I'm not at the, you know, put them on death row or, or put them in jail. I am nowhere near the legality of this. But no, you but said, you, you think it's okay no, for rape victims to terminate those babies. So, you know, come on now. Because there's, that, a lot of, there's a lot of legality in so, there. I'm going to yeah. go with the, the thing you said of no one is asking to advocate to kill a baby that's been born. Correct. You said that. I want yes. you and your viewers to Google. We're radio, AB, sir. AB2223. Uh, that sounds like a, 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 a virus. Everybody a, driving. Pull out your phones right California. now if you're driving. <laughs> no, no, it's a Cal. Oh, yeah, they're driving, driving. You know. Okay. It's a California bill, AB2223. I live in California. I am a registered Democrat. I cannot believe this is a bill that could pass in my state. Well, it's not going to because it's not going to. Okay. Look at it. Yeah. And, and tell me no one is advocating to kill an un, to kill a born baby. Tell me no one's advocating that after you read that bill. Read it. And I'm this is not a this is not I don't watch Fox News. I don't have cable. I understand, I, but have you have things. you have you checked what factcheck.org says about this bill? Look at it. Yeah, Read I'm it. looking at it right okay. now. I'll make you. I'll make you. Let you make up your mind. As really ha- have have we have it's we sat not, through this entire? It's not the bill. Have we does not, hang on a second. Have we the been bill on does an not eight minute immunity. phone call for a yeah. Snopes thing? I know the bill does not. I'm reading it right now, and the bill does not immunize the behavior at all. Any any infanticide will be investigated. Okay, it is not about legalizing infanticide. I'm reading it on factcheck.org. And it's a California bill that would do away with mandatory. It's a bill that would do away with mandatory investigations of stillbirths. And they misleadingly say it would legalize infanticide. The bill would prevent prosecution in cases of perinatal death due to a pregnancy related cause. But authorities would investigate if there were evidence of foul play leading to an infant's death. No one's fighting to kill babies. Right wing megachurches are claiming it will. No, what what about what about Brandon? Stop. You've wasted our time. Brandon, seriously. Come on. You're taking time away. Away from Thea right now. Brandon, we what gotta hit a break baby? anyway. I'm looking on Politifact. Politifact says the same thing. Th- this new bill okay. that would allow mothers oh, to kill their George, babies up to oh, seven George, days after uh, birth. George Soros is Politifact. Read the bill. Read the bill. I'm We're reading, reading it. the bill. I've read the bill. I've heard about it. Every fact check site you want to go to will tell Brandon. you it's not. The bill does not allow mothers to kill their babies. This is a Donald Trump lie, Brandon. Donald Trump spread this lie. We got to hit a break. Come on. You wanted the state to have the power to force poor women to give birth to children they cannot afford to raise. I don't. I don't think the government should have that much power. I get where you're coming from, man, but you and I don't have uteruses, so you and I should not get to make this choice for a woman. With respect, I got to wish you a good night or they're going to beat me up because we're late for a break. 